0: Welcome to FNS Wrestling Podcast, episode 119. We're back in the basement studio a little bit later on Saturday. Some sleeping in by some people, mostly you, a little bit me. And by you I mean my co-host and teenage son Jack who's nodding. Was I passed out when you came home? You were passed okay, out on the so. couch, ba- almost snoring, breathing very heavily. Yes. Yeah, no, that happens. Yes, I had uh haven't had one in a while, but a poker game with some friends the colleagues last night that went mm-hmm. till i was a designated driver so by the time i got everybody dropped off safely at home i think i got home at about because right, you don't really 20 to you're 3 the, you're the who do- who i do not general, drink to right. excess generally mm-hmm. um so yeah. yeah i came home at about 240
1: and you were because i was up late sleeping on the couch usually like i am up late but that was because like i was because my mom and they were going to bed so i was just like i was down here figuring for a while so then when i came up it was like 12 so it didn't feel that late but yeah. it was already like mid you know what i mean so it felt like if i had if we started watching shows at 10 it felt like that right. kind of thing
0: you know but it wasn't yeah so you slept in super late this morning but that's okay we i uh... think
1: i woke up at like 10 something and i i don't know and then i woke up at 12 something So that's weird
0: no major plans until tonight when your brother has another basketball game but uh so, yeah, we're sort of wrapping up our week off together. We've got tomorrow and then back to school and work for us. So,
1: we don't we talk about that.
0: Took a, yeah, right. We took a <laughs> couple day trips, right? One to a couple malls. Your brother found some shoes. I've been to
1: five malls in the past week.
0: Yeah, there's been a lot of that. And then we took a trip to um, Hamilton, which is about an hour and a half from us because it has like the last, one of the last brick and mortar, really nice collectible shop, right? Mm-hmm. That has an entire wall of wwe figures in yeah. boxes and then bins on the floor full of loose figures where you that can get your pants dusty we could sure did you can dig through so you spent i would say a good hour in that store
1: yeah at least and then i spent like 230 there i want to say yeah so
0: least. you bought a bunch of figures i'm assuming you'll discuss those later probably yeah. in figuring it out in the final segment mm-hmm. so yeah it's just been a lot of driving around and doing stuff as a family since you had some time off and i don't know it's been pretty fun and Everybody stayed healthy somehow. Your grandparents, my parents, are feeling better. They battled COVID last week, right. but both tested negative, so that was good. Uh, but anyways, I don't know anything else to discuss in your week, in your day, um, in your
1: time. No, you're no, heading out tonight so. with friends again, probably. I think so. Yeah, because I nice. went last. Night. That was kind of cool, actually. Oh, uh, yeah. So also, oh, we also went to Peterborough last Sunday, and we did. They had this video game place. Oh, right. Actually, we didn't mention that. That was awesome, actually. So, um, so mom's cousin owns a. They own a Bubble tea place and across the street right. they just had like this video game place, like kind of Ch- like the figure place, but with video games. Ch- Chudley's, and, and it's all it was incredible. CDs, yeah, DVDs, CDs, video DVDs, games. video games, like organized by the console and stuff. They had like a bunch of 360 games. So I found um, TNA Impact, the only right. Impact Wrestling video game for like the main consoles, and then I got uh, WWE All Stars, which is like the super arcadey one that came out like a right. decade ago and that's like one of the. it's so awesome i bought a sega it's genesis ridiculous. basketball right. game i can't remember what it was and called. i got this wii game like it's like a clone wars dueling game have you tried I, that yet no oh. that's the only one i haven't tried and then i also got for 360 i got x-men origins wolverine uncaged edition because i hate that movie with a burning passion
0: and you were amazed at how many movies have video games yeah it's weird like why is this who's, store man... who's playing cloudy with a chance of meatballs who this store A has a ton of inventory. B, it's all really well organized by oh, yeah. it's like genre like, or console, and then yeah. alphabetical. Um, also, it's prices sweet. super reasonable. Like I didn't even feel the need to. I haggle. literally only got the
1: Wii game because it was like eight bucks. Right, I was so like,
0: sure. just a really good find um, in Peterborough, and again, Absolutely. right across the street from relatives. Yeah, and I got AirPods store, and you got some leftover AirPods. Yeah, from it's cousin
1: Kathy. Pretty solid weeks. I got I got AirPods. Uh, got the jacket. We got right. uh three figures on Monday because they had some new E. W. figures at Toys R Us, and then we got an octagon. Oh right, yes, so we found a UFC the... set at uh, uh pawn, pawn shop. right? Yep. So that's cool, like a fight pick kind of deal. And then the absurdity that was Hamilton. Yes, Hamilton was uh, a good time for and you. Figs and a belt that I modified.
0: Not a lot of reason to go to Hamilton. I was talking to um one of Corey's buddies from high school who was a police officer in Hamilton for a long time, but is not any longer. When I said. We took a
1: family trip to Hamilton. He's like, why? <laughs> and I said, well. And there's like a couple of stretch. There's a couple of Walmart Toys R Us. Yep. Together. That like we was, sort of. was like, we just kind of okay. had no agenda.
0: We had a couple places we wanted yeah. to get to. And then it was like, if there's ones close for you right. to look for figures, like then mall. we'll hit it. So I found some really cheap basketball thing, shoes right. that are like neon yellow, which is a bold move for me, oh, but yeah. I like them. And, and they
1: were... Nate got similarly colored shoes. Yeah
0: bright bright yellow and pink are his right mm-hmm. his are much nicer he got curry yeah. curry nines they're beautiful yes but anyways
1: everyone got something
0: <laughs> everyone did well but i suppose we should transition into talking about some wrestling because other than my cousin mark hi mark i don't know how many people are listening to oh, the yeah you told me about that the one week he always he, listens to yeah, the banter and has to me, something yeah. to say so we'll give him a shout out there uh, mm-hmm. but anyways let's uh, move into talking about wrestling in our first segment which is where we take a look at some of the week's wrestling news and rumors <laughs> All right, so some ratings talk for a couple of the shows we always cover, and that is NXT's episode of Halloween Havoc Fallout, I guess it would be known as.
1: Okay, I thought so you were doing the ratings for actually Halloween Havoc. No. I was like, it wasn't the weekly one, was it?
0: Oh, but I—I I don't think I even told you I did a solo mission for Halloween Havoc yesterday, since oh, nice. you didn't feel like you wanted to watch it, and I was had the house to myself and a microphone I wanted to test. So, if you wanted to re- listen up. to that, anyone, if you haven't seen it, it is posted from yesterday. It was a two-match show in my summer. You saw the first match, which you agree was pretty fun, right? The latter match?
1: Oh, yeah. That was pretty good. I mean, it was like a carrying Cross situation where yeah. no Von Wagner is
0: bliss. They used him sparingly, but what he did was really good. Like, throwing Wesley, 20, Wesley 20 feet onto a table was yeah. pretty impressive. But, yeah. Sorry. So, the, the episode after Halloween Havoc of NXT got their numbers back up over 700. So, 716,000 viewers up 5.9%. Earned a 0.16 in the key demographic, which is down 16.7%. So it's NXT's fourth largest audience total of the year so far. In contrast and comparison, I guess, it, AEW Dynamite from Tuesday night, or sorry, it was back to Wednesday night this Wednesday, week. Yeah. Sorry. Averaged 997,000. So just shy of that 1 million mark, but up 32.6%. Seems like a ton, but that's because they switched nights last week and we're up against some competition there, right? So back to their normal numbers. And a point three two in the key demo this week, which is up twenty three percent. So basically, like a full rebound from the dip in numbers right. from moving to Tuesday night last week. So everything seems to be pretty much back to normal. Dynamite hitting about a million, NXT hitting about seven hundred thousand. So, what you
1: got? Um, let me see. So, uh, AW signed the kingdom. Woo! Yeah, so yes, so excited. Uh, we Officially. here at FNS Wrestling Podcast are very, very happy and enthusiastic. This is my this son name. constantly taking
0: joy in my oh. really not liking the kingdom at all. So he now, just Matt the Tave. smile on his face, the joy <laughs> that you have when I have to suffer <laughs> with any sort of Matt and anything. It's so funny. Is is oh, great. It's the best. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, I don't know. Like, again, I'm not a fan, but it's not like they're awful. It's just a personal thing. I don't enjoy them. I think they think they're cool and I don't see it. <laughs> I guess it's basically the nicest way to say it. Um, related to signings I guess I'll try and segue I go to my bottom here according to a report from PW Insider Juice Robinson and Bandito have both agreed to and signed deals with All Elite Wrestling so no word yet as to the length of their contract or when they will actually begin appearing on AEW TV regularly but again it's sort of bittersweet for me because I like both of those performers especially Bandito but where do they fit in on this roster right like Mm -hmm. Where did Ricky Starks go? Where has Hobbs gone? yeah, right. There's already like even Wardlow seems to be backburnered a bit. So these people that they do great jobs building are suddenly disappearing once they're built. So I'm not sure where these guys fit in, but they are talented guys. So what are you gonna do? What else Mm -hmm. you got?
1: Um, let me see. Uh, oh, yeah. Rock's daughter, Ava Rain, <laughs> debuted in the schism. It'll be a rest hold see. coming up. She sure did. Um, I mean, that's fun. D-
0: different from predictions of I'd heard Isla Dawn or uh, Ava mean... Valkyrie, possibly even. Remember mm-hmm. her? I, th- I thought she was kind of cool, actually.
1: Oh, I kind of remember. I yeah. thought she
0: was pretty cool. But uh, so it was neither of them. It was a bit of a surprise. Got a decent reaction, actually, from the crowd um, at NXT when it happened. But uh, so in some, in some bad news, I guess. In a post on Instagram, Tommaso Champa revealed that he recently underwent surgery on his hip labrum, I think it was. Um,
1: which would explain, because I, I was like, I haven't seen him with Miz in a decent bit.
0: So when I just quickly looked, it said that it's up to a nine months recovery for this type of surgery, but a lot of times these guys are faster just the shape they're Ciampa in.
1: Champa recovered pretty fast Um, when he had remember the neck injury when he vacated right. the title. Like, that was
0: first good. of all the shape they're in to start helps them and be being in that shape shows that you have intense dedication to be fit right. Um, It's not easy to look like that <laughs> especially as they're getting older so decent chance it'll be less than that and I hope it is because I don't know Champa on main roster some people seem to think it's going okay for him at least he's present on main roster a lot right like I mean, he I got called up and he's it, doing he's stuff and he's good so he is good uh what else you did got did you
1: see her returned on smackdown
0: uh I, oh i did actually yes yeah
1: um so emma's back yes yeah I didn't
0: even recognize her really i saw, I mean, saw I some like, quick clips of it
1: i was like i saw her like backstage i was like what and then so yeah she entered ronda's open challenge lost obviously but yes so i assume she's like back back because like i not think been so impact in a while right has she? no
0: no she's gone from there
1: Right. So I assume she's back. Which they basically is just cool, gave her gimmick to other people. Right. Essentially. Now oh, they're right.
0: vexed they're doing it. They've added um, Giselle Shaw to their group as well. They, nice. They were in the main event this week, actually, on Impact. Fantastic. Which I don't think I mentioned it because it was kind of neither yeah. a high spot nor a rest hold. It was yeah. just kind of there. so
1: I think she's probably, like, back back now. And she's fine, right? Like, she hasn't I, been around since 2017.
0: Her character work can be pretty good. In-ring, she's kind of hit and miss for me, but she's capable of having good matches, I think. i want so. them having more we'll depth see. to division, especially of on course.
1: SmackDown, it seems lacking. Like, they yes. really need to unify those titles because... Yes. I think like you can find the world title in the tag titles is fine, but I think it's blatantly apparently now with them having done that, they definitely need to do it for the women's division. Yes, it's a little bare bones.
0: Any time on main roster, anything feels a little bit fresh or different, right? Is good because it kind of starts to feel like it's just the same people circulating and and Emma hasn't been around a long time, so
1: there is a lot of new combinations, I guess. Which I mean, and like she's not the best, but at least it's something, I guess.
0: Or old combinations that I've just forgotten about.
1: Right, that will feel new. That's the only one I remember, right? Is because she was Oscar's first main roster opponent, right? So, I, I mean, At welcome TLC. back to her, I guess.
0: Yeah, um, following reports that WWE is done with the annual Hell in a Cell PLE, which Damn I it. hadn't I had heard. That too. Oh, you did? Yeah, did you hear the speculation on what other changes might happen? Dead, uh, no, so th-
1: or I, I just remember seeing like less gimmick reviews,
0: right? So, there's speculation that what was it? Wrestle votes, which I don't know how reliable that source is because I haven't come across it before. But we clarify by being sometimes these are rumors, right? That there's been talk about bringing money in the bank back to WrestleMania rather than having a separate pay per view, and having kind of makes sense if you even the speculation is because Mania is going to be two nights from here on out, you go women's one night, men's other night.
1: Yeah, but then you which would make sense. Then you can't have like Seth Rollins cash and worked because. Mania's before Money in the Bank you know what I mean like yes. then it's like you can't really cash into Mania
0: no but you could cash in any other time like Mania to me should be big enough that you don't need anything extra like that like save a cool cash in Seth for a, a lesser
1: pay-per-view somewhere that was I don't awesome
0: but anyways I only have That'd one more though. I believe
1: Um, speaking of Money in the Bank <laughs> ooh, nice Um, WWE have reportedly at least formulated the idea of having Austin Theory hold so this is kind of like Come what on. I would prefer to hold the briefcase for a full year and then just not use it and then then that event comes he would kind of be like forced to cash in before the night's end interesting which would it'd be kind of interesting i yeah i don't hate that i hate it i kind of like the nxt idea because that but, just seems to benefit and he can cash
0: it in for anything right or is it world have to title. be a world title that's okay it's a, a world title so it'd be better if they got one of them off roman so he had more options Right, you could be like you could come in in this match, you could come in in that match. You can't
1: de unify.
0: You can't de unify. Oh, they can. You can introduce a new title. They'll just magically say he vacated one. No, that's
1: know? no, that's what they do every time. They unify the titles and then bring another one. You, right. you unify the WWE title, WCW, WCW title, bring in the World Heavyweight title. Right. You Unify the World Heavyweight title with it. Eventually, they brought in the Universal title. Like you, you can't <laughs> de unify the titles, but you can always bring in a new one. <laughs> I guess so. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, in a story that will never go away, it seems just sort of related to it. Apparently, Chris Jericho and CM Punk were also involved in a verbal altercation following oh, yeah, all I out, that. and so multiple sources say Jericho approached Punk following Punk's media scrum, um, co- uh, following the scrum, the his comments and the fight afterwards, and apparently told CM Punk he was quote a cancer to the locker room and a detriment to the company,
1: which makes me respect Jericho a little more.
0: And you know what's even more impressive is apparently moments after that exchange he went out and did his media thing and was totally, like, calm and didn't really... He he did what punk refuses to do, which is not make things public, right? Like, handle things privately backstage. Um, sort of modeling, I think, what people should do.
1: Right. So he went up and did Heck, his. Yeah, he's been like
0: one of the locker room leaders, right? Like
1: right with uh, Mox and Danielson and whatnot.
0: Right. So he went and did his media thing without even seeming like anything was wrong, which is a uh, stark contrast to one CM Punk, I would suggest. Mm-hmm. Right. Indeed. I am tapped out for
1: news. Um, the only last one I had was. Um... Because I saw something about Jr.'s feelings about being moved full time to Rampage, which I had no idea. So yes. I just like mentioned, yeah, Jr. got moved to Rampage, which I think is that's perfectly fair. Like, cause it's then, fine. Like, he's not completely gone for those who love Jr. And it's like a consistent thing. And then, yes. I, I don't mind that because I don't really need Jr. No, and we time, don't I watch think, Rampage but, often, like, so <laughs> we don't hear him. That, that's all right. I think yep. that's a solid spot, and like I do too. He's like perfectly fine with that. And I just thought that was interesting because I had no idea that was even happening. Right,
0: uh, I had heard, but we don't watch uh, Rampage that mm-hmm. much anyway, so. All right, well that's going to wrap up news and rumors for this week and we'll move into our most detailed review every week and that is taking a look at this week's episode of AEW Dynamite. All right, use those electrolytes. Tell us about Dynamite. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um yeah, so we st- open with a uh, Jericho and Garcia versus Claudio and Wheeler Yuta. straight into an interesting match, the way I like it. Yep. This feels like um like a typical Diamond main event too. Uh, the, like I feel like if there wasn't a World Title match, this would be the main event because like, I feel like how many times have we seen like Chris Jericho and insert Jazz member here right. against, against somebody in somebody. Blackpool or something like that? You yeah, know? It does like, you're right. But right. we get
0: it first instead.
1: Yeah. So yeah, for those of you who are waiting for it, you get it. Right now, <laughs> uh, there's a body slam and a sent for two by Yuta, and then he sets up for the hammer and the envelope. As Claudio sets up Jericho's well because he was trying to interfere. But Hager distracts the ref, and then so 2.0 uh, can provide an assist, so that stops. The synchronized
0: elbow strikes I do not enjoy. I don't find anybody but Danielson's look that great, so that it's. I don't mind mocks. That it's like this signature thing they do is not my favorite, but. I'm fine with them doing it. It's a nitpick I'm, for sure. I'm
1: fine with them doing mostly, mocks and Danielson. Mocks and Danielson do it, I don't care. Yeah, but I don't need to synchronize. No, that was a bit. If they do it, whatever. But don't synchronize it. It's, it's just kind weird.
0: of ironic because that's a little more sports entertainer for me, right? right? Which I feel is like, the other team's gimmick.
1: I feel like the least fitting guy to do it is Claudio because he just he uppercuts people. He doesn't know people. Right, he uppercuts. People. I just find it doesn't look great all the time. Yeah,
0: and they really draw attention to it. But anyways. Right.
1: Mm. Uh, upp- uppercut in a German suplex combo by Claudio and Yuta for two. That was nice. Yeah, that was cool. Um, Hager shocks Claudio and Jericho him with a springboard dropkick, knock him off the apron. Uh, after the commercial break, Garcia has Claudio in a sleeper, but he gets up with Garcia on his back and transitions it into a vertical suplex because he's a big, strong boy. He really is. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Claudio makes a takeout to Yuta, and he hits, Jer- he hits Jericho with a diving splash for two. Um, Jericho counters a springboard uppercut from Claudio midair with a codebreaker, which is pretty nice. Two count with Yuta breaking the pin.
0: I like you to splash because it's not like everyone else does a frog splash and he just does a normal splash and it looks impactful
1: to yeah. me. I like it. He's just like jumping and just like comes down. Yeah. Know. It looks good. Um, Jericho goes for a bad shot while the ref was occupied with an outside brawl. But he gets powerbombed by Claudio and then Claudio swings Jericho while he also has Garcia in an airplane spin because again, strong blow. R- just
0: ridiculous. Like that shouldn't be a thing. <laughs> and he
1: starts running around the ring, uh, taking out Hager in 2.0. Crazy. It looked no awesome. Reason. Yeah. Um, uh, then Claudio, uh, Wins the match by hitting Jericho with an uppercut and the neutralizer for the win. Yes. Classic Cesaro.
0: It was. Uh, honestly, the first few minutes of this, I wasn't super impressed. And then the momentum picked up. By the end, I really liked the match. I, I thought Yuta's, like hot tag in the middle, kind of closer to the end, I guess, is where things seemed to kind of pick up. And then the work you describe- described Claudio did right leading up to the finish, I thought was awesome. Just his energy outside the ring, running around, strength, speed... All of that on the floor. Uh I, I guess if I'm nitpicking a little, I did like the match, but I don't really think either member of Jazz stood out here at all, right? It was mostly.
1: That's one of the things I said is like I think I actually like I thought Jericho did a solid amount because like there was like the co-banker I said like I felt like Garcia was the only one who did right. really do a whole lot in this one because usually I see something cool from him, but he just was kind of in the background.
0: I felt like Jazz was there to kind of support Blackpool Combat Club in this one, right? Yeah. To make. Um, Cesaro looked good because C- Cesaro kind of needs to get Claudia. back on track, right? Sorry, Claudio needs to kind of get get back on track, so he picks up a quality win here and is the one that really did the heavy lifting to the finish. So yeah, that reminds
1: me because so you know, Jericho facing like a Ring of Honor champion next week. Yes, um, as I saw, I've seen rumors that uh, like, Taven. or speculation it could, just to make Taven. me happy. Yeah, it could be uh Ono. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that'd be cool. That would be awesome. I I'm I love Ono. I do too. We quite Curse enjoy it all. Uh, get a thing with Claudio going. You loved him in NXT because oh. he's
0: just a big hoss that just he strikes had look sweet amazing. Forms though, and like oh, yeah, the, like turn, yeah,
1: Casserone is awesome. I he is awesome. Know, like, I mean, I know why he never got anything, but I also don't know why he didn't yeah. get nothing because like, his
0: body type isn't exactly what anyone wants. But whatever, he's a big Kevin Owens hoss husky dude that smashes people uh, if he was around like wrong longer with,
1: with the North American title he would have been a cool North American champion him and Chubby Walter would have had a nice match oh, together right? why didn't they do that right. that would have been awesome anyways I like why, this opener did what happen? did you, what did you think we got distracted there it <laughs> um, happens folks I thought it's a pretty good opener I was a little surprised with the result um, given Jericho and Garcia have more going on right now I thought they'd win True. it just seems like Buck Comic Club tends to lose to Jazz a lot um, it just felt like one of those times where Jazz just gets an easy cheap win but I'm pleased we got a Black Compact club win uh for them. Uh, it doesn't always happen. I thought it's there's still the action, felt like a typical match for the town involved, but a little shorter and like I just I didn't felt like Garcia didn't really he, do much. He really here. didn't. I at least remember a bit from Jericho, but right. I didn't I don't remember anything from Garcia. I agree. Um other than getting suplexed. Uh, everyone looks solid, uh, but I don't remember him doing that much. Uh, Claudio probably probably comes out of this looking the best, like you mentioned. Yes. Um, maybe sowing the seeds for a rematch with Jericho, which I wouldn't mind. The first one was good, and Jericho has had a solid run. But I would say I prefer Claudio's Ring of Honor champion it just feels it more fitting to me.
0: Yeah, I think this once this angle runs of like the most dishonorable person being the Ring of Honor champion, right? That then we'll get into maybe once they get TV or whatever, they'll get that off of Jericho and yeah, get it more standard hopefully. The last, not that he's done a bad the last job, but pre-TV champion. It's all just basically that that belt from a company that I used to like is just supporting a gimmick right now, right?
1: Right. Um, and yeah. that's not the best. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, solid opener, nice win for Blackpool. I Agree. And um, then we cut right to a dance interview. Holy Renee, all over this
0: show! Like, keep track now of how many times she comes out. I'm alright with it. She's I'm like right putting Shivani out of work, though. Yeah. Oh yeah. Bit.
1: But well, Shivani's on commentary.
0: That was funny because when they're yeah, they talked to MJF and he's like, "Yeah, I'm fine." And then he's like, "Oh, so you're sending her out there to get attacked by him?" It's kind of like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, that doesn't sound the best." But anyway, yeah, sorry.
1: Because it hit Mox's wife. That'd be funny. Yeah. There's the one thing where she was uh, where she was good. Oh yeah,
0: it was the. She's totally fine in this role and the sit down role. She's, yeah. she's good. You it's just her. a lot of her this week. Yeah. <laughs> Got no problem sure. with it. It was just an observation, not a complaint
1: oh you better not be complaining never uh damson says he's a little frustrated he's frustrated with losing to jericho in toronto and with uh, garcia's betrayal and yuda talking back to him last week he says he knows a lot of people hate guevara and he has no problem with him other than his smug face and his stupid blog he'll take out all his frustrations on guevara tonight uh yuda comes in says he's glad Danielson is finally angry and says they just beat garcia and jericho and says he's a grown man he danced get getting each other's faces and they're kind of arguing and bickering and claudio plays peacemaker saying today's a good day for them and it's you's birthday and later they'll talk about the slug adults and claudio beat the ring around our champion so cool yep um solid poem from danielson the infighting buff will Call close interesting, kind of because their faction operates Different, differently for from sure most factions so it's yes. kind of interesting but i do hope it gets resolved because i like the whole crew me too as a whole so
0: yeah i uh Daniels' complaints make sense about why he's unhappy. All of those things are true. I thought you sounded good interrupting. And this is like, this is how it's believably how adults might behave in this type of situation, right? And I'm all for if we're unleashing this like super frustrated, angry Danielson onto the roster, right? Where he's going to get even more violent or whatever. I'm totally fine with that. So yeah, I, I find Blackpool Combat Club interesting as well because it's not... They're not completely a cohesive unit. They're guys that have... they like, not even really meant to be. They have like a similar philosophy on stuff, but they don't necessarily always agree, including um, Regal as the leader, right? So it's kind of a different take on a faction, and I, I enjoy it too. Yep. So yeah, I thought this was good.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, next, we get an elite vignette for the first time since... Oh yeah, yeah. that's right. Um, there's different shots of moments in, like throughout their AEW run, like from the pre-AEW conference in Jacksonville. Um, there is like one of them posing in an entrance all together. The tag title win for the Bucks, mm-hmm. the world title win from Omega, the trio's title win, and each one has each shot has like a quote from one of them, and it kind of gets like muffled out as each image they get dusted like Thanos like, style. Yeah, like dissolves away, kind of into
0: ashes. Yeah, like yeah. Thanos snap. You know, is that I don't know. I'm aware of that. Thing, but I don't watch those things as you're dusted.
1: Know. Sure. Where you dusted half of them. I'll life. trust you to
0: be hip and cool
1: and me to not know any okay. of that stuff. Anyways, it's like that. It um, is. I'm not sure what to make of this, but it's interesting. I'm hoping it's teasing return and it's not like, I'm afraid, like, it's like <laughs> AEW dying.
0: Because the final image There's is logo, like the E the logo. disappearing from the, yeah. oh, the elite was, disappearing, right? right? So uh, obviously, this is, you know, part of an angle and it's going to be, they're not gone and they're coming back. So it was. Uh, I thought it was a cool way of just sort of letting people know, hey, this is starting to be resolved. And it provides
1: you zero information. Right? So Are they heal? Any... Are they
0: face? Are they changing anything? Are they the same? Are they like, leaving? We don't Are they know. coming back? Right.
1: Nothing. Like it's it's kind of cool. It's it provides you with literally zero information. It could be it could not be less helpful.
0: Right. Like a forty second thing that creates a bit of intrigue. I thought it was mm-hmm. fine. Yep. Yeah?
1: Uh, next we get Jazz interview and Garcia says black will come Club make him sick. And Jericho says he can't believe Claudio would accept a win when a baseball bat was in the ring and they cheated, which I thought was funny because and like even like it is I think kind of funny. Marvez. I think it was Marvez this time or Renee. I don't know. They said like you brought in the bat right and like and, and that sports it. entertainery that, that was was whole part right. Yeah, I thought it's like the bat was not even that they used it. Just the bat was there. Yeah. Uh, so that, that was funny. And he says Jasper fired up, and now he wants to be any former Ring of Honor champion. Doesn't have to be world champion, any champion in Ring of Honor ever.
0: Yes. CM Punk. Because they're running out of world champions, I guess, right? Got to cast a wider
1: net. Right, because like, you can't do Natural McGinnis, because he's, you know, you can't do Jerry Lynn, you can't do Xavier, because isn't he dead? Um, I don't know. Second Ring of Honor champion, I think. Anywho, could be. Um. So yeah, they're running a guys' association open challenge next week. They're not revealing who it is. It's for, like one of them surprise things, right? Um. Guevara says he'll do what he always does, then he'll put on a show like you've never seen, and he'll kick Nielsen's ass. That would be kind of a hard thing to keep up, always putting on a show you've never seen, because like, if once he does one, then I've already seen that. Right. So. Well, I guess like some people haven't already seen it, but then some people probably have seen it, so it's like a catch 22
0: Yeah, you can never win. Uh, this I noticed right away. That's a really big group when they're all together, right? Like, there's a lot of people. Well, in yeah, this there's faction. the original
1: five plus Guevara, Jay, and Conti. So that's right.
0: eight. It's a lot of people. Uh, so uh, kind of funny that the constantly cheating Jericho is mad, right, and suggesting someone else cheated when everybody clearly saw that there was no cheating there. So
1: <laughs> he cheats like in every match except right. for the Dolan Castle
0: one. So funny on brand for sports entertainment there. Um. The segment was fine, but I mean, like, this group already, for me, gets enough TV time without getting matches and a kind of lengthy segment, too. Like, again, we're looking to free I up... I guess it's just setting up a thing next week. It is. We're looking for time to get some other people on this show instead of same people multiple times, but nothing wrong with the segment, for sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, uh, fine promo. The bad thing was kind of amusing. Uh, Jericho opening the quest to beat the champions it is interesting now because we could see a bunch of other former champions, like Cassius Elanon. Right. Um, and it opens the window more to intrigue me because it, it makes me think they do have something in store because you don't just like if it was just going to be someone like, I don't know, someone not interesting.
0: But again, bringing like, in people not on your roster when there's people on your roster not getting on TV ever. So I'm, I'm both interested and a little frustrated because I love to see new people and new whatever. But like, where's where's Ricky Starks, man? I saw another.
1: He hasn't been in ROH.
0: No, but where is he in general is all I'm Not saying. ROH. <laughs> well, thanks. But he's been nowhere. Like, build yeah. him, build him, build him, build him, and then he disappears for mm-hmm. weeks and weeks. Doesn't make sense.
1: I saw, like, one of the possibilities that someone said it was, like, technically you could do one of the Bucks.
0: You could, for sure. But mm-hmm. I feel like they'll bring in I know, somebody. I know. They wouldn't. But who knows?
1: They wouldn't do that. But I, was, I thought that would, that would be an interesting perspective. Yes. Um. Next, we get FTR versus Swerve Ruck and Keith Lee, nameless tag team. Uh, in a number one contenders match, and they claimed to enter in seats, steel chairs <laughs> on the stage to watch the match without rapping.
0: I'm gonna again point out for the number one contenders spot that FTR has had for seven months, but decided for no reason to put on the line here because they were disrespected, because they are dumb baby faces.
1: They were disrespected, and they don't take gruff from exactly. nobody.
0: Like it's so simple to manipulate the dumb baby faces, right? So easy, they're
1: open, they're fighting. They're <laughs> not champions right which or, makes them stupid
0: yeah because they could save that fight for the actual t- tag team title shot but no anyways i've made that they're clear. fighting it doesn't make sense baby
1: faces me. they are the f and fdr stands for fighting mm-hmm. fighting the revival mm-hmm. or fighting the revolution or whatever it stands for i don't think that was ever settled i don't think it was either it was like it could have been forever the revival f the rest um something else. Yep. I was excited for this match, mm-hmm. at least. Um, So there's notables. Uh, there's when leap, Lee leapfrogged. leap, Frogged <laughs> Lee with two E's. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Yeah. Uh, he leapfrogs both members of FTR and then hits a crossbody. So that was cool. There's a Dax hot take flurry as as we typically get. We do. Um, there's a pin back and forth between Swerve and Dax. There's a high German to Swerve by Dax, which is pretty cool. Powerbomb by Dax, all by Dragon Zubix by Cash or two. Um, Lee tags in, and he and Swerve hit that fireman's carry into like that double strike that they do, which is pretty cool. Like, it is rolling Looks a low and Zaguri. Um, Lee throws Cash into a pseudo power from Swerve for doing another typical move of theirs. Um, Dax counters the Swerve stomp into a slingshot power bomb, which is Love pretty it. cool. Then he gets pounced by Lee. Yes. Uh, power plexed Lee by FTR for near fall, kinda.
0: Yeah. And I thought, I put that Keith Lee seemed unaware of the second half of the powerplex because he, like, started to, like, move around instead of staying there and waiting for the splash. But it looked okay yeah. still.
1: They they improvised. Yeah. Um, FTR hit Lee with a smash contraption for near fall, which is pretty impressive, actually. A really clean
0: one, too. Looks looked mm-hmm. good. And, yeah. and the fact that that's a pretty protected move, right? So that's good for Lee to be
1: able to not be pinned by it, at least. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because Swerve pulled Dax off the pin. Right. So kind of protecting both ends there. Yeah um the finch comes in swerve had stacks with a sneaky low blow no one saw and i guess you could do they, they're doing the thing where they're like oh lee didn't see it either exactly and then lee hits stacks with the big bang catastrophe for the wind the gun and the guns were also holding cashbacks they were at ringside they're they, dressed they were as front ftr row. they were front row yeah with cardboard at first belt. i'm
0: like why is cardboard belts and stuff one of them's in a wig and then when they cut back one was clearly being dax so it made more
1: sense yeah, yeah. and um I guess it, it continues the sword of thing because he also kidnapped Billy Gunn on rampage. I saw that and was torturing <laughs> like, him or something. Like it was like a kidnap interrogation thing, you know, like in the, the room with like one light in the middle. Since
0: he's been replaced by Shinsuke Nakamura, hmm? isn't Shinsuke Nakamura in Hit Row now? Oh yeah, <laughs> or he? I saw he teamed <laughs> with them. I don't know Makes if he's like in there or not. Yeah, imagine yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, I I don't love that FTR lost obviously, um, but. Like you said, Swerve cheating to win without Lee being aware of it makes a lot of sense. This is what they're going with, the one-heel, one-baby-face tag team, which I also think is kind of an interesting take on that. A really good match. I actually liked it better than the opening tag team match, and I enjoyed that one. So, like, I don't think this is obviously top, top top-tier FTR after we just watched FTR Aussie Open. We've also seen some FTR Briscoe stuff that's amazing, but still a very good TV match. Um... And, yeah, we're going to get a rematch of Acclaimed and Swerve and Lee, which is fine because they have good matches as well. So the tag team division, there's some nice teams in there. I just wish FTR were more of the focus. But a very good ta- uh, tag team match on TV. What
1: did you think? Oh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it was pretty good, I thought. Although it underwhelmed a bit, in my opinion, I, l- I thought it was good. Um, I definitely thought these teams could have a better match, of course, uh, with a bit more time and a like, n- bit more given to them. But I thought it was good for what we got. I agree. Like, I think a really good TV match. Right? Obviously, they can shift into a higher gear. Yes. But, um, w- for what they did, I thought, yeah, it was a good TV match. Um, uh, I thought the finish was pretty well done too, to add to the dynamic that we've had with Sword of So I think that that worked really I well. I thought so too. And a solid way to give the acclaimed. I think it gives a, the acclaimed. It's a solid way to give them like a bit more title reign longevity because it kind of holds off the inevitable FTR title win mm-hmm. or supposedly notable. I would said it was a notable like five months ago. Uh, yeah, who knows now. Um, So it holds that off for a bit longer, though. Realistically, how much longer can they do that before? It's just insane. And it's weird because um, there's only one heel
0: among all three of these teams, right? It's like all baby faces except for Swerve. Right. So it's kind of an interesting yeah. triangle. It's a shame
1: because now FDR do look dumb for accepting the match. But right. But also now, because it also sucks because now they have to feud the guns. So that just seems pretty low for any tag team. Um, Even more so for FDR. On the plus side, we get the rubber match for a claim for Swerve and League because they True. are sitting at one apiece, I That's guess. That's right. Um, so hopefully they maybe add something extra to it. I always want that stipulation for the, you know, the last one. And I do worry this is where Swerve and Lee like, split, because it seems like that's where it's headed, unfortunately. But that's all right, I guess. A solid match, though. I suppose they had some more time. T- Would have benefited them a lot, I think. I agree. And but i like, like a Saraya interview. Sorry. Saraya Saraya Saraya. There you go. Because hat commentary. Stealing Saray's name, you know? Mm-hmm. Kind of um break breaker interrupts and they start arguing a lot and renee says that they want to talk about this do next week she's kind of like interrupting there and so it was short so not a lot of time to say, like, really other short. than i like they gave renee more here her and Saraya kind of they had like a catching up bit before mm-hmm. they actually started the interview so that was all right but then she actually kind of got involved here so i'd like already like already that's some more personality than the other other interviewers they've used so i'd like that right and and i think this means maybe some nice sit-down segment or something that would be Uh, kind of cool, like the Yuta Danielson last last week, but not. And don't they say that later that it's coming up? or that's that's what Renee is suggesting here. So I I like because it gave her a bit more personality here. So I kind of like that. Yeah,
0: I I um there again, really really quick, nothing wrong with this, but like my question is, Saray really a get for AEW? Like I want to know, are people are there people out there that are looking to see her as a featured person in twenty twenty two? Like I don't. This is not some, them bringing in someone that I fully understand, and maybe I'm wrong, and there are tons of people that just love to see Saray, but it's not any extra draw for me personally. But yeah, the segment was fine.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, next, we hear from MJF. Um, so MJ says to Cut his Music and says, the devil is in Virginia, and asks if they have any devil worshippers tonight. Renee asks... Oh, Renee's back again. Oh, yeah,
0: man. She's like five,
1: six times mm-hmm. on the show. Uh, Renee asked him about the full gear match against Mox.
0: hmm Yeah, so I'm going to jump in here. It really annoyed me. Like, we're Biased. looking right past Penta, though, right? Like, it's basically her going, let's talk about when you face Mac- Mox after Mox beats Penta tonight. So this is why I... Like, even though I complain about the name, the Penta-Mox match should have been an eliminator. Why did it have to go straight to a title match? Make it an eliminator. I might believe some of the near falls along the way, right? It it just, I don't understand why you make that a title match when there's not one person out there. Even your contracted employees are talking about the next match Mox has as though the Penta match is already, like, a given, which it is. But, like, I don't like them right. t- making that choice is yeah. my point. Anyways, go ahead. I
1: guess you could, like, I mean, I agree, but I you could, I guess, like, the only way you could swing it is, like, because Mox is the champion already. So, it's, like, you just, you go with that. And you're not going to say, like, oh, the match with Mox or Penta because right. he's hurt. But and then, like, and it then is... it's, like,
0: either you have rankings or you don't have rankings. Like, where's Penta ranked in the singles, right? Nowhere near the top five, I wouldn't think. Did it tree rankings? So, anyways, I just, I don't get why. It's because you're just making Penta a lame duck here, right? And I know I don't complain about that all the time when... When the outcomes aren't in doubt, but it bugged me here because they're literally talking about Mox's next match in an interview before his match with Penta, so not a fan of that um, choice or organization or whatever.
1: And because Penta's my boy, well, and I like
0: Penta for sure, right? and
1: Mox is also my boy, right? So, yeah. Do they have Tria's rankings? I don't know. I'm curious. Talk about this segment. They Let's don't. keep it moving. What the hell? Um. Where was I? Okay, so yeah. And Renee asks, asks him about the full year match against Mox, which is funny because she's married to Mox. She is, in fact, married to Mox. That is true. So that's funny. And Jeff Mox, a Moxie promo, which I thought that was actually funny, actually. He's doing, like, the, you know, yeah. the whole manager. That was actually funny. Um, And says, so with all due respect, uh, when he thinks of Moxie, he thinks of Mid. <laughs> it was actually really funny it's like three Vern- letters blah 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 yeah. starts with M and then it was really funny because Renee was like you can't just say with all due respect and then say something like that yes. and she's like and she's like, with all due respect shut your mouth yeah. that, was, that was really funny good old um,
0: it, the most healy
1: he gets on this promo probably yeah. yeah Um, he says he will earn it but when he said he would wrestle clean, he meant relatively because he's still MJF which I thought was kind of kind of funny uh, he says he was annoyed when Regal said he only uses the Nux when he wanted to he thinks it's BS he can't beat that, that people think he can't be mox without the ring so he makes a one-time promise not to use the ring to beat moxley he says at full gear he's fighting against everyone who t- ever told him he couldn't make it and he will shove the chip on his shoulder down their throats yeah and hathaway comes out saying he understands MJ wants him at 100 percent, and the firm will lay a hand on mox which is kind of was he was he he kind of saying like like kind of like sarcastically
0: I I don't know. Like it seems like he's not because some weird babyface thing going on here. No, but... I mean Hathaway. Oh Hathaway.
1: Like, well, we won't lay a hand on him. Wink, wink. Yeah, I think that was. I didn't I didn't look at him when I, when he said. I it, think so... he was being sarcastic, yeah. or like definitely
0: hinting that he was insincere. Yeah, I'd that's guess. what I mean. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um and MJ says um should Mox beat Penta tonight? At least he's mentioning it. Um he doesn't want the firm anywhere near Mox, and if they do anything, they're fired. Angelers' catchphrase, boom, done. Yeah,
0: I I don't know, man. I don't know how to feel about this. It's him, again, dancing around the possibility of being a babyface, and obviously there's developments on that later in this show. He used fewer heel techniques here than usual, like fighting to prove everyone that doubted you wrong is not a heel move. The crowd responded to him not as though he was a heel. He mentioned being in Virginia a lot, but never really... Insulted the people living there or the sports team insult, which is like a staple, none of the standard heel things. So, and the tension between Hathaway and MJF seems out of the blue. And it made this whole like remember when they formed this firm, I felt like they were just throwing stuff together because a bunch of people were missing and whatever, and that it was kind of flimsy. I I really feel like that is the case here because it. Oh, I've known Stokely for however many years, and he's my best friend. And now, like in three weeks, when I don't need this group anymore, it's just like a quick split and gone, right? So, I don't know. It's again, I don't. I'm not ready for MJF to be a baby face yet. I just think there's so much more. I don't more, never be a baby I think at some point, but right now, I don't. I don't. I'm not ready for it. So I came out of this a bit confused. Like, MJF did an excellent job with his delivery, as he always does. I'm just not clear what's going on here. And, I mean, it gets clarified a bit, obviously, later on. And I'm not sure I this is what I want, either. What about you?
1: Um, Yeah, so I thought it was another customarily good MJF promo, because I think he always does it well. Of course, always. Uh, he's kind of baby-facing, which is weird. Compared to normal MJF promos, it's a baby-face, because there's still some hints of heel, but largely different. No one insults in the crowd. He wants a 100%. He's going to fight clean. No ring, no firm. It's kind of odd. I'm still pulling for this to be a ruse and him me promising too. not to use the ring of full gear seems a little far-fetched. I mean, that's like a tip-off for me because that could be messing with everyone. That's the one that went too far for he me, He also too. told the firm away here, which I think is an odd move for someone like MJF. I hope it's a tactic to catch Mox and Blackpool Comic Club off guard because then a surprise interference would be even more effective. Right. Um, and I'll kind of continue on this later um great promo from mjf but a weird one nonetheless and that
0: is part of what's cool about mjf is because even though he is leaning into this baby face like there's always a chance like he's done this before right where he shows little glimpses and then it's the like ah, ah, why did you ever believe me sort of thing
1: right so we can hope that that's the case absolutely because i'm not ready for babyface mjf mm-hmm. and then very fittingly we cut to a matt taven promo <laughs> yes uh matt taven wardlow promo package uh taven says Wardro is a horrible name but if the Melvins are uh, offering out title shots, he'll step up, and he, he says he's a former Grand Slam Ring Warner Champion, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Wardle says he can shout his name, because he is I, and I am him, and he is Matt Taven, blah, uh, blah. Um, why didn't he say that? Because it's it. stupid. That's my favorite catchphrase. I know, because and you know how dumb it is, and you like it ironically. Oh, yeah, I love it. <laughs> it lists all his accomplishments all he wants. None of it matters in the ring with him, and is inevitable he will be the next casualty of the Powerbomb Symphony. He should be in the next note on the Powerball. Why was you know? Wardlow
0: speaking like one syllable and every Wardlow five seconds? Wardlow retain. I don't know. The, I noticed the music so in the background slow. was
1: really weird too. Um, So I thought World Delivered a solid bit here. And then I thought Taven did absolutely incredible. He knocked this out of the park. <laughs> De- the delivery was on point. And honestly, he put MJF to shame here. So yeah, I think Eddie he Kingston no doubt... take notes. Yeah, exactly. He no doubt convinced everyone of his certain victory on Rampage. I'm pretty sure we had any champion last night. I don't even need to see it to know. And I would agree Warjo are freaking Melvins. They suck butt. And so I think this was great. And this was incredibly realistic. I... Loved it. And that is how a normal human speaks. So I thought it was great.
0: Um, exhibit A of Matt Taven and my issues is him using the term Melvins, right? Which people don't use, but he's so sure that he's so cool and it's so clever that it'll like catch on or that people will know what he's saying. I cringe. Cause this is him going like, I'm going to use a term nobody uses because I'm just that cool. He is I And, and he is I have Matt news Taven. for him. He is not that cool.
1: Oh, Matt Taven's incredibly cool.
0: But uh, I, he speaks fine, right? Like he's like I said, he's like eighty-five percent of a good wrestler. It's just everything he's missing fifteen percent in every category, and he thinks he is just plus plus. And it I bugs me. I can't him.
1: wait to see an, uh, what's a borealis or uh, whatever. All of his it? moves have. How do you names. say it again?
0: Every stupid move he has has an aurora borealis. Aurora borealis. Aurora borealis. I want to see that. Yeah, he yeah. names everything he does because okay. that's what cool boys do. Oh yeah, he's the coolest. But boy. anyways.
1: So that this honestly saved the show to me. I think this is one of my favorite shows. My favorite Nightmare. thing
0: coming out of this is obviously Taven is taking a loss early in his AEW career. So clearly they're not strapping a rocket to him, brother. Mm-mm, they're which strapping is good. two which rockets. Is, which though. is the right decision.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, this definitely has bumped up the show for me. So that was, mm, yeah, that was pretty sure. awesome. Uh, best promo on the show by yeah. far. Oh, yeah. He's talented, talented man. Yes, sir. He's, you're, you're just a Melvin. Uh, oh, God. Oh, I'm gonna start doing that. that's stupid. that's my new thing. Yeah, I like calling it. Calling everyone Melvin, <laughs> yeah. and no one will know what you're talking about, exactly. and you can pretend you're super cool, like exactly. Matt Taven. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's oh, that's oh, I'm, I am gotta start doing that now. Um, next we get Brian Danson versus Sammy Guevara. Um, so some of the notables there's a Romero special by Danson, like you know the surfboard hold thingy where he holds him above him with a
0: yeah before all of that Sammy was in control because it was immediate knee strike oh yeah from Sammy right. so he was yeah, yeah. dominating really early mm-hmm. until that yeah
1: uh, dance attempts a dance special which is like that it's basically like a, a buttersho- butterfly Suplex left into an arm bar which is kind of cool yeah um Boghavar quickly gets the rope so dancing transitions into a mount and repeated shots to the face. Wrecking ball dropkick by Danielson he goes for running off the apron to follow, but Guevara counts to the rising knee strike and then a huge spring road moon shell to set like great height. On Ridiculously that. Was, like, graceful. Graceful, yes. So graceful. It was very nice. Just beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um Guevara, yes, kicking Danielson and fires him back up, and he paintbrushes brushes Guevara like you know, like a palm strike. And then unleashes chops and chest kicks in the corner. Uh, suicide Dive by Danielson and then Top Rope Shock and Drop back in the ring. Um wait, to clarify, what is Aurora Borealis? I don't remember. It's his name's every move, so I'd have to look it up for oh, you. Okay. But I can try. I just, it's a top rope, isn't it? Uh, probably. I don't know. That's what I thought of it. Um, yes, kicks by Danielson. Guevara ducks the roundhouse and sends Danielson in the ropes off the rebound. A standing Spanish fly for two. Oh, it's a frog splash. Aha! Wait, that's stupid. Hey, you said it, brother. I mean, that is awesome. The Flight
0: of the Conqueror, the, the, What's the just the, the conqueror? tip, some other move of his. Just the that tip, is that at. like a kick? That's a knee strike.
1: Oh. that's. But that's, anyways. No, that should be your foot. Foot is the tip of your leg. Sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Carry on with stuff way more interesting than Matt Taven's signature moves, which are every movie's ever done. <laughs> 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 Na- throw a
1: name on it. A punch. <laughs> oh, okay, stupid Melvin uh avalanche Spanish flag by Guevara for two uh that was pretty nice uh Guevara goes for the GTH but Danielson flips out goes behind hits a poison rana which is very uncharacteristic of Danielson yes but, agreed I mean that was cool but I address it in my comments a little bit the psycho knee by Danielson and then he kicks Guevara's head in with the stomps uh which now he kind of this time I noticed he did it along to the yes chance as mm-hmm. if he's can which I did not like no I like when he's just like kicking their face yes. in relentlessly and this is just like he's like you know like yeah it's like uh when Shawn michaels tunes out the band right it's that kind of, it's like i'm like i don't know that just was kind of weird here i kind of noticed that i was just like yeah um and then danielson chokes a in on the triangle hold elbows to the head which is always a nice finish so that was cool
0: yeah um i get kind of nerd level with danielson matches and i don't know if it's because he's the best or because i look into his stuff more but Like this match made so much sense to me style-wise that I could have enjoyed it just for that reason because you've got like Sammy's trying to create distance, right? And fly around the ring and Danielson's trying to stay in close contact with him to hit all his strikes and submissions. And then you even have segments where Sammy does try to strike with Danielson. It's not effective and Danielson ends up taking over again, right? So all of those details I love. Even the finishing sequence, right? You have Sammy landing a whole bunch of strikes and then going for his GTH. But all of that is close contact stuff with Danielson. So that just gives him time to find a counter, which in this case is something he rarely uses, a Poison Rana, but it works, right? Mm -hmm. And then that leaves right into the finish. So it's two smaller guys, but with really contrasting, but also complementary if that makes sense, right? So you've got the high flyer fast guy who needs to hit and run and keep you away. And Danielson, who's just trying to get a hold of you. To hit you and put you in holds, so I really got into this match probably more than most people. But uh, I thought it was a really entertaining. I think this was my match of the night. I really enjoyed this. But I also just look for stuff in Danielson matches. I think it just the story he tells. It all makes sense. And
1: I thought these two uh, worked really well together, and their styles were great together. You? Hmm. Um. Yeah. I actually like this a lot too. Funny you say that. Um. I thought it was an excellent TV match. I'm um, commentary even mentioned here, but it was really nice clash of styles. It was awesome. Hmm. Despite um, them both being small,
0: and it's not like, because later we're gonna get it, and I still like it with Hater the powerhouse right against the tiny little waif. So that this was like two small guys, but their styles are different, and it worked really well for me. Hmm.
1: Um. Yeah. It. Yeah. It worked really well. I thought. Um. Danielson did a customer really good job, but here I also thought it was one of uh, the. It was like the best. Of ours looked in a decent while. Um. I thought he had some cool spots, even something as simple as the moonsaw, which he just nailed this time. Yes. Um. Or the. Uh, one time he just he got dropped outside, the other side, but and just looked really really cool for When some Sammy reason.
0: gets thrown out of the ring, he just Spanish flies were reckless, nice too. Yes.
1: Um Danielson, not much to say, but just that's just cause he, like he's pretty much the same every time. It's like it's really well done. Um I like some of the submissions he has. Um and commentary analyzing some of his stuff at yeah. points, which is kinda cool. Um overall pretty nice team match I'd say. I thought it was really nice. Me too. Loved it. Uh next we we'll got a quick Ray Phoenix interview. With Alex Aberhante. And René, mm-hmm. <laughs> of course. Um, Phoenix says Penta will be a double champion tonight. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Nope. And Alex says Phoenix should be the next Atlantic champion. Sure. Or yeah, Phoenix because Phoenix says any member of the triangle could be a double champion. Christian interrupts saying last week he should have warned anyone with a title. And Luchasaurus has been walking through the competition, including Jungle Boy who beat Phoenix on Rampage a couple weeks ago. So he's saying Luchasaurus should be next in line. And Orange Cassidy comes and saying, and I and I quote. Uh, you're talking about me. You're talking about this. The title. Uh, next week, let's do this. So, man, a few words, obviously. So a triple threat. Uh, I think, about three-way next week, which I think I, is kind of cool because it's an interesting combination of people.
0: Yeah, I thought this was a basic segment, but it sets up an interesting match. Um, Kristen, Christian, Christian, sure shoehorned the term right hand of destruction in oh, there yeah. multiple times i think
1: it's a fine nickname but man did he it. jam it in there this time and man. it feels oh. like
0: luchasaurus as lance archer seems to be continuing right he's just your standard talented good but like we need a really big monster to throw in here so throw him in and he'll never win anything but he'll like put in impressive showings it feels like so mm-hmm. yeah i have no problem with this
1: mm-hmm. uh next we get Riho versus jamie Hader. Um, n- there's only a few notables. There's a diving crossbody outside by Rio just gracefully flying through the air because she's like what 99 pounds or yep. whatever. Like just, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, twisting snap suplex by Hater for two, which is kind of cool.
0: Yeah, I I had like snap snap jackhammer question mark kind of what it looked like. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, there's a cross by Riho, But Hater rolls through and hits a brainbuster for two. Thank God she didn't actually get a crossbody. Cause she could just catch her easily. <laughs> yes, for like, sure. Catching a softball. Uh, code Red by Rio for two, which is actually pulled cool. The counter into the Code Red was yes. very nice. There's a Dragon Suplex by Riho, and Hater wins with a Ripcord Lariat, which I was hoping she'd hit the Backbreaker, but... The Rainmaker she got going on. Yeah. Which is not um, my favorite choice for a finisher. Post-match, but... uh, Tony Storm comes out, points to Hater, so I guess setting up that match. Yes. Maybe a title program, finally?
0: Imagine. Could it be? Could it be? But I fear, like, Hater won't win, even though I want her to, I because her Tony Storm I think after the well. interim
1: nonsense. Yeah, they are like, here comes the world champion, interim guys, right? Interim. Maybe God. they're
0: just gonna transition and forget all about Thunder Rosa, and it's just like it never <laughs> happened. Like, she's all also on the. That's what Vince's thing, right? Like if you just wait a month, no wrestling fan could possibly remember anything. So continuity be damned, doesn't matter. Um, I like this match. I thought again, the size contrast, right? They even pointed out that at the beginning, um, Taz points out a six-inch, forty-pound advantage for Hater. Um, One thing I can't stand about Riho, we have some issues with Riho, right? A lot of her stuff just doesn't look impactful, especially against a bigger, stronger opponent like Hader. And her bridging out of a pinfall attempt needs to stop because it puts her opponent in an awkward spot where they are going for a pinfall in a way that is different from every other time they go for a pinfall because they need to leave room for her. Because if Hader is lying with her body weight on Riho at all, Riho's not
1: bridging out of anything, right? So that move right. needs to go. But that being there is on there's this other pin too where Hater just kind of pinned her, and I was like, she could have theoretically bridged out of that one, and yes. she didn't. No, so. it's just so I like even this when like, match. she hits like the foot stomp like off the roll up, it's like it looks somewhat impactful, but like. Uh, from anyone else it'd be like i know but then then you get like the code red
0: it looks good so she needs to find ways where she's slamming people i don't know what it is but a lot of her Even stuff then, is like you don't that get a lot of power from her that wouldn't hurt especially it wouldn't hurt jamie hater right they're not wrestling someone tiny um but anyways i thought it worked because hater got to look dominant uh rio rio does what she does right which can be enjoyable despite her lacking some impactful looking offense i think i'm happy with the result Hater needs a quality win. I wasn't 100% sure she would get it here because they seem to love Riho. So I'm happy she got the win. Um, I didn't think this crowd was connecting with Hater as well as some in the recent past have, right? Um, So I'm hoping that she's still going to get a push because I think she should become a regular at the top or near the top of the women's division. So a good
1: match. Um, I don't know, but not great. You? Yeah, I thought it was solid. I don't love Riho. And some of the issues with her are evident. Pretty much every time, like you, you already went through those basically. Uh, but at least you had some solid spots here and there. Um, Hater Camilla's looking pretty good. summer of offense just looks better ragdolling Riho yes I'm disappointed not do the backbreaker because that could have absolutely
0: she did it, but didn't nail it. I didn't. I missed it, and it was one of the things that bugged me because, and maybe why well, I just like her straight like the Iranagi backbreaker. So she she hits the backbreaker and kind of missed it, and then. I didn't love it because Riho didn't really sell it and then immediately hit a Snapdragon after. Oh, okay. So that I don't know. Sense. Like, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt because maybe it was because Hater didn't get all of it, as they say, but um, she did hit it and then Riho didn't really sell it. Mm.
1: Yeah. Um, and so the Ripcord Larry was solid, I guess. I'm not a um, fan
0: of that. As For her, she has so many other cool moves that I think she could do better oh, than kinda. a Rainmaker for a finisher, but.
1: That's just the move that beats Omega, though, so...
0: It's true. It's true. It's the, like, most protected move pretty much for a while there. Other than the
1: woman and angel. Yes, that too. Oh, yeah, I saw this clip of Osprey. I guess it was, like, I don't know how old it was, but I saw some guy talking about where, like, he's facing some guy, and so I guess it was, like, maybe when King Omega was injured, I think it was. Yeah. And so he hit a woman angel on some guy, and he, like... Pinned him and he like lifted his arm up to like make it like he kicked out of the woman angel because I was in like him Omega kind of right. beef. <laughs> I saw, I thought that was really funny. Funny. Um, I'm surprised I didn't hear about that before. Um, so I did I did say I wanted some of the women's matches to stand out from each other more and this one only did because like rio's not really around that much. So I guess yeah. it's like a little different, but yeah, for sure. It was okay. It was solid. Happy hater one because I definitely thought they would hand the wind win Riho and hopefully she does face Storm. Hopefully we get like a solid program out of that instead. Of, like, Me a, too. Yeah. Faster. The... I guess with the pay per view coming up, they can finally they can build, build to, to that. something. Yes. Um, so I hope they do do that.
0: And Storm Hater could be a good match, and you've got your clear babyface heel dynamic. Finally. So let's go. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um. So now we get Eddie Kingston interview, and Renee back again mentions Kingston's friends being concerned on Rampage last week. Cause there was some segment with um. Right. Was Ortiz I supposed to Lucha know what Rose. this was? I saw that. Okay. Um. Which was random. I
0: was like, this must be an internet thing that I missed, and that annoys me. They said a bit. it was on Rampage. Oh right, which I also don't watch. So.
1: But that's something that. It's not, it's not like Dark. No, I can't blame week.
0: them for expecting me to right. watch it or be aware of what happened there. Right. That's on <laughs> me.
1: like it's like last week on Dark, Eddie Kingston had an intervention. Right. Like, at least it's on Rampage. Um, so then we can blame you. Yes. Like the Melvin you are. That's right. Uh, Kingston says it's all fine. He's doing great. He says let's talk about Mox's match tonight again. Uh, Kingston says it'll be hard for Mox because I forgot that he was friends with Penta. Cause he was the yeah. one that made the Lucha Bros keep fighting each other. And then right. that's when Pack returned after COVID. Correct. And Death Triangle reunited. And that's when Nathan Kingston had a family. It was like HFO before HFO. <laughs> kind of. Because <laughs> it was like Butcher and Blade and like other people. It was yeah. like, oh, that's the whole thing. Um, He says it'll, he thinks it'll be hard for Mox, but it'll. he thinks Mox will retain um, it was solid or short kind of interesting the storyline they're going running with Eddie Kingston's like behavioral issues so
0: and clearly he, something is wrong and he's just trying to like shake it be off be like nope I'm fine right. I'm fine but he's not fine which right? is interesting so. so yeah I don't know this It I'm glad to see Eddie back and on the mic but I didn't think this was special for an Eddie Kingston promo because he's amazing Um, and again I didn't get the reference he was making but now I do so sure
1: mm-hmm. Um, next we get a Darby Allen vignette We do slash Jay Lethal promo Slash not really. Um, he says you can see as you can see Sting has been around a while. Whoop whoop. We've we've made note of that many times yeah. lately. Yes. Whoop whoop. No. I
0: okay. find it strange that they decide to explain it now, but
1: that's I don't okay. really care. Right. Uh, he says it's because about a month ago, okay, he told Sting he wasn't happy where he was going, he wanted to disappear, and things he can't he can't do that. He's Darby Allen. He's a former Teen team, team champion. Blah blah other stuff. Yeah. He says he is doing it, he's going to do it by himself. And he says, uh, Lethal had an old friend who knows his biggest weakness. I thought he was alluding to it being Sting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I Sting was in TNA. I still don't know where that's going, but. I thought he was, like, implying Sting betrayed him. And I was yeah. like, oh, well, okay. Um, and he says, he knows it too, cuz it's always been himself. But he tells Lethal to bring his friend next week and tell him to his face. Cut to Lethal Co backstage. understand um, Darby thinks last week was bad. He ain't seen nothing yet. Darby says he's gonna get it. Yeah, um. He does. Um. So I like the Darby vignette. I felt some of the old ones. I don't mind a bit raising for the Sting absence, although I don't care because he's gone. So that's the point. Finally got what I want. Leith and Co were fine as well.
0: Yeah, Darby sounded good, but it was a little bit of the old um, tell and not show. Like I, you said this to me back then, we have no evidence of that. And then I felt this way, we have no evidence of that, right? It would have been nice to, instead of him just informing us of all of this, a month after the fact, like providing us this information yeah. somewhere along the way. But anyways. It definitely fit his character as we know I mean, it. At the least whole vibe I, of then it. Then we
1: know Sting should be gone for a decent while, because like, yes. what else has he? What has he done that hasn't involved Darby Allen? Right. Nothing.
0: Well, they even said he talked him out of retirement or whatever, right? So it's all Darby Allen's fault. And then Lethal and Dutt's reply was standard stuff, um, and I really enjoyed the first match between these two. So I'm hoping that the second one is as good, if not better. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, next, we go to our main event, which is Jonathan Moxley versus Pentathan. And everyone survives Yado. this one. AEW World Championship. Oh, yeah. No, no concussions here. No weight injuries that we know of. I mean, yeah, as we know of right now. Right. Um, there's a fast chop exchange that then devolves into forearms, and then just brawling. Uh, super kick, not a thrust kick. Thrust kick? Excalibur? No. 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 Super kick. And Excalibur, it's
0: funny because he... He threw to Taz or somebody to be an expert on the importance of a luchador's mask, and then he sort of <laughs> laughed at himself later being like, I don't know why I needed you, because he's a dude that wears a mask, literally, right? But he, like, threw to somebody else to talk about how masks are important, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then he realized yeah, that's dumb. Yeah, Triple Mania.
1: Yeah. Viano or whatever. Yes. Um. So he sent Moxie outside, Uh. then Pentafol is a topic on Helo. Uh, and then later Penta runs at Mox, Mox is overhead belly to belly into the corner, which looks pretty nice. It always. did look pretty vicious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Penta goes for the package pile driver, but Mox gets out and hits a cutter and a stump pile driver for two. Nice little which combination. Which he stuck
0: it, and, and he just kind of, Penta was like just on his head for a mm-hmm. second there before he fell. Yeah. It oh, yeah. looked
1: good. Um, Penta hits the arm breaker and covers Mox for two. Uh, no, no selling here. No. Codeth. Yeah. Uh, there's a det on the steel steps by mom, which is pretty cool. Yep. Um, tree of woe, double foot Summit, pentafold by package power driver. Talk about sticking it. Yes, he nailed for it a your fall. So that was pretty nice. Um, no fear factor here. Uh, they didn't. He didn't hit that. Well, they called it that. No, but like the actual one. Oh,
0: well, according to you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well. The the names have
0: changed apparently, and you are not you're not here for can, it.
1: Can name moves right so. Well, will ask MacTaven exactly.
0: Just name every move.
1: Every move. The overhand chop will be the Demelvinator. So that should be as finisher. Yeah, it'd the be Demelvinator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, Finch comes and mocks when wins it with two paradigm shifts, which they can't decide if they want to call a paradigm shift for Death Rider. Well, I think
0: the paradigm shift is the less elevated one. The Death Riders, when he like gets them past but horizontal, they've been
1: calling a paradigm shift for years, no matter what.
0: You get really stuck on what they called things. because you 'cause upon you're you're
1: make, you're trying to come up with some reason for it, which like the logic's I think already that's flawed. The reason. But that but that's flawed. But they're creating their own world now and disregarding other you worlds. You should have done that three years ago. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Know. I thought it I was Japan that called that. Death Rider because in Japan he's the Death Rider. I think the Death Rider and then is in, the elevated in, one. In AEW it's a paradigm shift because that was his quote after. To me, the that paradigm shift is just promo is quote.
0: the one where he rocks back and the Death Rider is the one where he elevates them.
1: But it's been the paradigm. Then why haven't they been doing that for years? I don't know. They've literally never called it the Death Rider ex- until Forbidden Door because New Japan was involved. I don't know. Like it's n- no. I think that's the difference. I could be wrong. The paradigm shift has always been like the that's the no the the paradigm shift was the elevated one when he like and then the the dirty deeds I, I is the know. other one he,
0: can you tell i don't have much interest in
1: this conversation i don't it doesn't matter who cares
0: me i know but why like their their world it's different now because
1: paradigm shift is better okay
0: Call, I will only ever call it the Paradigm Shift
1: in honor of you and your concern. Or you can call it Aurora Borealis. Yeah, that too. That works too. Yeah. Um, after the match, Morrissey just comes and hits a boot to Mox and the firm swarm him. Yes, they do. And they cut to the Blackpool Comic Club locker room being chained shut. As Alex Marvez reports, why him? Was con- very convenient. Why not Renee? I'm back here by this locked door. Why not Renee? I don't know. She was already busy. She'd done enough. Marvez needs to get his time. <laughs> Marvez needs his time, yeah. Um, MJF walks out, he's conflicted, and then he walks in the ring, shows to Hathaway, he's fired, and Ethan Page just clocks him with a boot. Is that, like, his thing now? Just because, like, remember, he just, like, clocked Luigi Primo the one week? I like that Ethan Page looked like he was the guy of this group
0: because he hit that, and he got to hit the ego's ego's edge edge to MJF. So So that kind of made me happy. And then Morris sees, like, the
1: muscle, which looked great because he chokes in MJF through the table, which I think was solid, too. Yeah. Um, so I, th- I thought it was a good main event about what I would expect from them. And I'm, I'm glad we finally got this match because I think it's one of those rare ones like at the top of the card we haven't seen. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't ever remember seeing Moxford's Penta. So me either. Um, I'm glad they crossed off the list. I mean, I think he kind of had to get a good point with the eliminated thing, but I digress. Um, the only good hurt thing hurting the match other than like, obviously you know who wins, but also, also the lack of face heal damage. There's a little less tension in the match. Right. Um, but I think they put on a solid one in spite of that. Uh, strike exchange really early on was really fast paced. So that was cool. Uh, they both nailed pile drivers, which was awesome. DT on the stairs was cool. I like Mox. Had to put him down with two paradigm shifts. Mm-hmm. Paradigm shifts, right? All paradigm shifts, hundred um, percent paradigm shifts. As that um keeps him looking a little better in defeat, which I like. <laughs> and I thought it was pretty good all around. Um, the post match stuff was solid. Beat down Mox, slow solid looking Then when MJ came. In, I thought they beat down MJ pretty good. That was pretty they brutal. Did. And the table saw was a nice ending visual. Um, okay, so here's my conspiracy theory. I hope that this is still a ruse, and maybe MJF is going more elaborate on this one, such as the desperation he has to be a world champion. So maybe yeah, be good. he and Stokely had some secret talks about creating this whole facade to ensure his victory, acting like Regal got in his head, announcing the title match ahead of time like a babyface, promising not to use the ring. And but because MJF is smart and knows it would probably take a lot to convince Buckle Comic so Club and someone like Mox, slam through a table and take an yeah. ego's edge, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Um, and someone like Mox, like it would take a lot to convince like someone like Mox, who's like, because Mox is like smart guy, even like they, we that's been depicted a lot, right? I guess it would take a lot to convince him that he's changed. So maybe they, he arranged this whole thing, and he's willing to take an absolute beating if it means maybe. in the long run they can swerve everyone and help him win the title, because the end game is the title. So maybe he's willing to take this if like. In the end, they're they're gonna help him and win the we title. At certainly hope. full gear. Right? And yep. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, that'd be fine. And maybe he will stay true to his word and not use the ring, but then the swar- the the firm uh, pull a ruse and they help him win the title. And mostly, I really hope it's a ruse, uh, which Me is kind of the whole reason for the conspiracy theory. But I think there's a chance that this happens, and I would very much like that. Yeah. So Therefore, that's my conspiracy theory. I hope you're right because again, I'm not ready for babyface. And MDF. if I'm right um you're a melvin right
0: i thought this match was good but not great um the pace was steady but it never got into that next gear there was a lot of like time between there were big moves but there were some times between big moves right and again like we've talked about penta had zero chance of winning that doesn't help eliminates any of the near fall opportunities and when he hit his whatever you call it what do i call it the fear factor Is that what I'm not supposed to call it? I can't remember. (laughs) Um, Because that should be, that should be a near fall, but it's not because there's no universe where he's winning here. Um, There was some cool stuff in this. I thought it was just a decent main event overall. Uh, Good, but not great, as I said. And I don't agree with MJF becoming a face if he actually is. So again, always a possibility that there'll be a swerve somewhere (laughs) involved in this um, because it's too soon for me. So it left, I left the show a little bit confused, but I don't know if that's a bad thing all the time, right? Like, Wrestling can be unpredictable, and that's totally fine. So I sometimes guess sometimes it's part of the fun. I guess we'll see where it goes. So overall, uh, I like this show, and I was struggling between two grades for this one. So in ring, I thought nothing was bad. Right, I really liked um, the opening tag match, the tag team number one contender match, even better. Um, the women's match was good. Danielson Guevara was my match of the night, and the main event was was fine. Um, segment wise, I didn't think anything really stood out this week. The MJF Interview would be the one, but again, uh, uh, being not sure where it's going and maybe not being happy with where it's going. But everything else promo and segment segment wise was fine. But I didn't think outstanding. Definite character shift in MJF is one of the keys to this episode, and I'm personally not ready for it. Um, and again, it just sort of drove home that unless your theories right, that his affiliation with the firm was really flimsy and seemed to be like conveniently created without a lot of forethought. So. What you? What are you? Grade are you giving this show? Because I'm torn.
1: Um. Okay. So I'll kind of go through my yeah, thing. I'll just. Effect. I think I agree. All the matches were good. Um. I think the best was Dancing Guevara. That kind of over delivered a bit. Like yeah. I. I just I kind of expected this whole thing. I thought that it no, ended up being really well done. Um. And I think both the tag matches were pretty on point. And the main event was solid. Just like lacked a little bit of heat to it. Yes. Which um. I think is that's all right. Um, out of the promos, I think MJF's promo was pretty solid. Um, Matt Taven killed it. <laughs> that was just a plus peak I mean, makes the show that, a plus. Oh, absolutely. Um, Danielson was solid. Um, yeah, decent bits. From, like, I think Renee was fine in like the the women's segment. Yep. Um, Jazz was alright. Uh, Phoenix fine. And Eddie Kingston was alright. Uh, Darby was solid too. Um, so I think generally it was like pretty solid and like the good matches. So I th- I give it a solid B plus. Cause I think it was like pretty good show like average good Yep, yeah, I, I was hemming
0: and hawing between b plus and b so i'll agree with you there was nothing that was bad i don't yeah think, but also nothing where i'm like you have to go out and see it maybe, um,
1: maybe dancing bars. Agree. I, that, that so was that
0: weird. that'll be the, what bumps it up to a, a b plus for me so yeah and very solid Aiden. very very solid show again this week all right so let's take a break from deep dive into wrestling shows and take a look at some wrestling trivia in a segment we call off the top of his head All right, so a very timely trivia. I have 20 questions. I found them hard. I did not do super great. From what culture? And it is Halloween wrestling trivia. All right. All right, so some of these are hard, but we'll see. Which ECW legend was in the crowd for Halloween Havoc 1989? That's hard. I have options, too. I have no idea. So options? Sure. Sabu, Sabu sorry, Dreamer, Sandman, RVD. RVD. No, that was my guess. Dreamery. It was Sandman. Oh, nailed it. <laughs> what year did John Cena dress as Vanilla Ice for Halloween? 2003. Why? Why do you know that? Started the Thungonomics. You're funny. That, okay, that, that's a good answer then. Which of these men hasn't won a tricker, trick or street fight in WWE? Okay. Okay, so who hasn't won one? Ambrose? He has. Ziggler? I think he has. Amore? <laughs> Enzo. I nice. know. And The Miz. Miz. Correct.
1: I'm pretty sure he just loses them. Correct. Wow. All right.
0: Which superhero did Kurt Angle dress as for Halloween last year?
1: That's not fair.
0: Captain America, Thor, Iron Man, Superman. Captain America, I guess. Uh, that is correct. Yeah. Last year. That makes sense, I guess, right? Kurt yeah. Angle. That makes sense. Who attempted to save Hulk Hogan from the Yeti at Halloween Havoc 1995? I have options if you need it. Um, Ed Leslie, whatever his gimmick was. No, Paige Savage, Sting, Flair, Savage. Correct. Even though they hate each other. What was Stephanie McMahon dressed as when Eric Bischoff kissed her while dressed as her dad? Wow, that is a messed up (laughs) sentence to say. I have options if you want them. You think you know? You look like you might. You look like you think you should know this.
1: I should know. Uh, okay.
0: None, Wonder Woman, Witch, Skeleton. Wonder Woman. No. Witch. Correct. Which is a witch. Which WWF legend debuted at Halloween Havoc 96? So obviously jumping over to WCW. In 96. I have options if you'd like. Okay. DiBiase, Luger, Savage,
1: Piper. DiBiase. No. That was my guess too. Not Luger, not Savage. So? I forgot the last one. Piper. Piper, correct.
0: Okay. What TV show did the Fashion Files parody on a Halloween Smackdown? They're I have saying. No idea. They're saying last year's. So here are your options. Think current. Stranger Things, X-Files, Twin Peaks, Miami Vice. Twin Peaks? No.
1: Stranger Things? Yes, of course. Wait, but that one not have been last year.
0: The whatever this was made, right? I don't know. Uh, who won the Divas number one contender Halloween costume battle royal in two thousand fourteen? Oh, I thought you'd know this one because it seems like something you would know. Why? You want options? I don't know, okay. just cause you know things, I'd have no idea why you'd know them. Paige, Nikki Bella, A.J. Lee, Brie Bella. Paige? No.
1: AJ Lee? No. Nikki. Correct.
0: What rating did Dave Meltzer give Hulk Hogan versus the Warrior at Halloween Havoc ninety eight? Uh <laughs> I'll give you a hint. It's in the minuses. I have no idea. Minus five stars. It's a good one. Who disguised themselves as Ghostface to attack John Cena in 2011? I got this one right. Probably guessed, though. I should. I have option. I, have I know. Okay. R Truth, Ms. Del Rio, Punk. R Truth. Correct. What belt was on the line when Bret Hart faced Sting at Halloween Havoc 1998? U.S. title? Correct.
1: I just saw that on the TV.
0: Who put Abdullah the Butcher in the electric chair at Halloween Havoc '91? Sting. He, no, but he was Cactus? an option. So Steiner, Sting, Steiner. Uh, which one? Rick. Correct. What was Chamber the sti- of horrors, baby? What was the stipulation for Sting versus Jake Roberts at Halloween Havoc '92?
1: Snake on a pole.
0: No, D- Texas Death Match, First Blood, Coal Miner's Glove, Barbed Wire. Coal Miner's Glove. Correct. Did you know or did Because Snake. Or did you just want to say? I assume because Snake. Yeah. Which wrestler did Seth Rollins dress as for Halloween when he was a child? Sting. No, that was an option, though.
1: But because he faced Sting.
0: Oh, wait, Shawn Michaels. No. He dressed as them as a kid. So Rollins as a kid dressed Shawn as... Shawn Michaels. No. Gangrel, Undertaker, Kane, or Sting?
1: Sting. No. It, it, that,
0: that was the whole point of his feud with Sting. Well, maybe that wasn't true, though. The answer is given here is the Undertaker. Screw you, scurry, Seth Rollins. What year was the last ever Halloween Havoc? This one I knew. WCW? Correct. 2000? Correct. Stephanie McMahon made her WWF TV debut visiting whose House for Halloween Candy? So obviously when she was a kid, I guess. Undertaker. No. Piper DiBiase Hogan Savage. Hogan. No. Savage. No. Piper. You're good at this. Piper, correct. Yeah. How long was the monster truck match at Halloween Havoc? I don't want to know. One, two, four, or eight minutes? Eight. No for yes who left halloween havoc 2000 as wcw champion steiner no scott steiner sid vicious nash jarrett steiner booker t nash jarrett (laughs) you really don't know much about wcw correct
1: oh i thought it was be lord humongous
0: who was big e dressed as for a trick-or-treat street fight on smackdown
1: and when
0: it says last year but again it says last night actually i have no idea Edge, Gangrel, Christian, or Basham Booger.
1: Oh, he was one of the. He was Edge. No. What? No. Gangrel? Correct. Okay, because I know, I know they just did the brood, so I didn't know I told which you one that was hard.
0: You yeah. did better than me, but still not good. You You're don't know good. much. WCW is your blind spot. No, I know, but it's just like bit.
1: this whole thing's really obscure.
0: It is really obscure. So, anyways, you did pretty well. I imagine most, better than most people playing along with you at home. So, anyways, now we'll switch back you into. You mean the millions? Talking about right. Other stuff we watched and liked and didn't like this week in a segment we like to call High Spots and Rest Holds. Alright, so this week I watched all of NXT. I watched oh, you poor soul. all of Impact Wrestling. Oh. I watched some, like, a. Uh, 10 15 minute highlight package of Raw, I think, and oh God. pretty much nothing of SmackDown. So I'm hoping you brought some a little bit. Okay, so I'll start with my NXT experience, which um, I seem to have a lot to say about them this week. So I'll try and keep it quick. Oh, NXT, that's nice. NXT High Spot, the opening women's tag team championship match. I actually thought this was pretty good. You know how Chance and Carter are hit and miss for me? This yeah. was one of the ones that kind of hit. Okay. I, th- I thought it was a nice contrast. They really leaned into. The champions are fast, and then you've got Lions and Stark are the powerhouses, right? So they kind of mm-hmm. leaned into that. That works. Um, including Chance, again, a nice uh, Spanish fly off the top. There was a false finish in this. We got new champions crowned in the whole deal. And then eventually Carter and Chance, when they restarted the match, they ended up winning with their 450 neckbreaker combo finisher, which is pretty cool. Um, I, I didn't restarting the tag the match because the the thing was that the ref didn't see a tag and considering all of the other things that happen in every other match that never get noticed right it's kind of a disconnect there but you get what they're doing um i overall it over delivered for me it wasn't amazing but i thought it was pretty fun to watch a little bit Um, heat for a rematch i guess i guess so and then a high spot possibly um, is them teasing the return of Donovan Dijak, right? Uh, it's the vignettes where he's burning oh, his... Oh what are you saying? They're burning his mask um, and even making reference to... Retribution. Right, retribution and stuff. So... But I love T-Bar. He can be good if handled correctly, right? So his, Yeah, because he, he was pretty cool in NXT. His matches with Keith Lee were fantastic, exactly. right? Exactly. So he definitely deserves better than he got in Retribution, I think we Absolutely. can agree. Well, so. I think everyone deserves better than that. I'm Even hope, me again. I don't like me again. I'm hoping things go well for him. Uh, NXT rest hold would be our truth making an appearance on NXT. I saw that. I was like, what? So he showed up in a Waller-Wesley segment. Uh, and the running gag was that he thought Waller was British, and I guess that's supposed to be funny. Um, and he,
1: he came because he thought it was Howling Havoc, even though that right. was already done. And we get a match between those two next week. Um, oh, so R-Truth is back. And it's like it... a match with
0: R-Truth, to yeah. clarify? okay. And then it ends with, obviously, Waller trying to do whatever, but R-Truth is one step ahead and clears the ring kind of deal. So just a, a nothing I segment I do have R-Truth-related nonsense. Great. Uh, another rest hold was Shotzi versus Lash Legend. Why do oh I feel like? Oh my god! Were you I saw that. that. Yeah, what? and I was just
1: like, "Oh, that's legitimately." It's like they thought of the worst thing they could come up with. The problem is, it's like, I, Shotzi's here. Let's do the worst thing possible. I get that
0: Lash is bad, right? She's inexperienced, so I don't really blame her. Shotzi's a ton. been
1: bad since she was in NXT, which Shotzi, was a while ago now.
0: It just reminds me, she's like the Jeff Hardy. Nothing she does it looks really clean. Jeff or Hardy polished.
1: is fine in the ring, though. Like, I think Shotzi's pretty bad.
0: So it only took. Three minutes for Shotzi to win here. It seems like they've sort of recognized what they have in Legend and have sort of pumped the brakes on her a little bit instead of, like, squashing people. She's now getting
1: squashed. I don't know what's worse, like, watching a wrestle or the talk show because that was horrendous. Really bad, yes. They need to figure out what to do with I don't ever want to watch that ever again.
0: Uh high spot for me was Veer and Sanga attacking the Creeds. Oh, I saw that. So the Creeds were addressing Damon Kemp. Damon Kemp uh, showed up on the screen. He's not cleared to face Brutus tonight. <laughs> and then Veer and an Sanga <laughs> just show up and destroyed the Creeds. And the Creeds have been booked to look really strong. So this helps. That kind of benefits. Yeah. Right. Um, so Indus, Sanga. Industry whatever you call it. Sanga, who's coming off being like a gentle giant baby face, showed a bit of hesitation before choke slamming one of the Creeds. But then Veer took out one and Sanga willingly choke slammed the other. So it looks like he is fully agreeing with Veer or they're on the same page or whatever. Which I
1: think probably works better as a gimmick for him.
0: And I like these two huge guys in nice suits just coming out and destroying a really strong team. It kind of reminds
1: me of when AOP returned and they joined up with Rollins and they were wearing suits for a bit. Right. Yeah, and I'm I miss sh- that.
0: I'm sure I'm not gonna love these two in the ring, even though I think Sangha has gotten better. But I like the way they were presented here, at least. Right, right. is all I can say. Mm-hmm. Uh, another high spot was the um, Malik Blade and and Ofe taking on Pretty Deadly, and that was a tag team championship match as well. So really fun match had high flying, high energy baby faces, and then you just have like Pretty Deadly are just like the solid, steady heels that take every shortcut available. Right, they're not. Amazing technicians or high flyers. They just work a really simple heel style and it seems to work against almost anybody. Um, this was more of a showcase for Blade, I thought he had a crazy dive I over saw that, the corner yeah. to the floor that looked pretty much perfect. So he got a lot of uh shine in this match because I find a lot of times it's Anafe that gets a lot of the high spots and stuff, but this seemed like a showcase for Blade, and he looked good. And they Blade and Anafe still have a ways to go. But they have lots of potential, especially as a babyface tag team, which seems to be hard to find. And Pretty Deadly are just the perfect foil for a babyface team, right? Um, Mm -hmm. So I thought this was a good match. Rest Hold, as you mentioned in the news, so I won't say much, Schism reveals their newest member. So they all take a turn speaking before the reveal. Nobody says anything, even though they all talk. The crowd dies. It's like saying a bunch, but not saying anything. Right. They're all doing like Bray Wyatt light. Promos, right? Where they're not really saying anything. Rock's daughter and
1: previous Bray. I'm not
0: talking about currently because I don't really know what he's up to now. But
1: I can't even tell, and I'm trying to watch it.
0: Rock's daughter is the new member. There actually is some crowd reaction for that. Uh, not anything else. Schism did. She sounded pretty uncomfortable here. That's understandable. She's kind of a I rookie and in a, stu- and, yeah, and in a and yeah in a stupid gimmick, right? gimmick faction. So it's tough. Make you more comfortable. uh My final thing from NXT. The high spot was the entertaining main event. So we got JD McDonough. He defeated Dragunov um, by referee stoppage after Dragunov was put out by a McDonough submission. Um, And Dragunov was still selling his ribs the whole time from Halloween Havoc, which plays in perfectly for JD McDonough's um, character right now, right where he's going to target that and know a million ways to um, hurt your already injured ribs sort of thing. So yeah, it was a really intense back and forth. I thought JD looked like a killer. Dragunov looked extremely tough, as he always does. And I like. JD going over here, but I don't know if... Do you think the plan is, is he, like, contending with Breaker? Because that doesn't seem realistic now. He's kind of already been there and not successful, so I don't know...
1: You kind of wait for Breaker to drop it, I guess, but I don't know. I think he has to
0: drop it Carmelo Hayes, right? Because you've got heel Carmelo Hayes right now, even though he's cool heel and the crowd likes him. He's awesome. So I would love to get it on to Hayes, and then you can go Dragonov Hayes would be cool, right? So I don't know. I just... I don't know when or how they get this belt off Breaker, the way they're presenting They I think him. I do the cash-in. Or or he
1: just vacates like Asuka and is gone. I don't know. The cash-in I'm fine lame. with. I think he could drop it to Hayes. You kind of got to have that. He could. Rite of passage, the losing to someone. On Hayes the is it. so damn good and looks so good with a belt too. Like I, I don't
0: know. That would be my move, but mm-hmm. we'll see. Did you want to jump in before I do mm-hmm. impact?
1: Um Yeah, so wrestled Omos squash against four guys. I watched that. And then also confirmed him versus Braun Strowman for Saudi.
0: One of the guys for a second looked like if Ryback had stopped working out for like a decade. That's like well, Ryback's back. But Yeah, I actually watched a bit of that. It. I don't know how it helps anyone. Like, a- anyways, it's Omos Feeling TV it's, time. Yeah, I guess so.
1: Uh, then my other one from Raw is uh, Gargano's jacking the Miz with the Loomis disguise. I saw R- that Truth too. Truth beats Miz via distraction roll up. Yes, distraction. I heard there were plenty of distraction roll ups I mean, this week I just on Raw. Gargano, like poor Gargano.
0: The reviews I listened to basically said this was a raw that felt like it was back to Vince in control. They were like, "Did Vince give Triple H a call and say, like, do yeah, all this stuff? Exactly, or sneak in and rip up the script before showtime, sort of thing?" Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's snuck in. One of his favorite Re- re-wrote things. again. Just dropped off a different yeah. one. Um, should I go Impact then? Uh, yeah,
1: and then I just have I have one from SmackDown. Okay, that's it.
0: So Impact Wrestling High Spot, the opening X Division Tournament match. So they are now. Since option B has been option C, C, sorry, option C has been implemented. That belt goes back up for grabs. So they've started a tournament. It was Alan Angels and Trey Miguel. Really fast-paced competitive match. Um, Angels kicked out of several believable near falls, so he looked pretty good in this. Miguel ended up winning the match with his lightning spiral, advancing to the next round of the tournament. And honestly, really good match. And you've got a simple story behind it, right? They're in a tournament. They're both trying to advance. That's all they need. That's a realistic story. Um, adds a bit of stakes and motivation to the match. I thought it was a really good TV match. Mm-hmm. Another high spot for me was um, Ace Austin and Chris Bay kind of speaking up, sounding strong in a back backstage segment. Now, sadly, that segment involved them dealing with Tommy Dreamer and Bully Ray, um, surrounding whether Bully Ray was the one to take out Ace Austin weeks ago. But Austin and Bay, they deserve more TV time. They should be elevated into the top of this tag division, which... It seems like they're really putting some time in on this tag division I'll come to next. but um, Now that your faves have left. Right. So this segment led to a Dreamer-Bay match uh, being made. and And at that point, my notes are, man, Bay better win this match. And he does. Even with Moose interference making it look like he might lose, he does still end up beating Dreamer. Oh, I think
1: I saw a bit of that where he's like trying to frame Bully Ray. Yes.
0: And then they mentioned that Tommy Dreamer has been wrestling longer than Chris Bay has been alive. And my comment is this is not the flex that you think it is, right? Like, are you supposed to be making Tommy Dreamer look good? Or to me, it makes everyone look bad because this is an old man, right? <laughs> right. In yeah. Wrestling in 2022. Old's Bay then? Bay's young. Bay's like mid, probably 26, 27. Oh, nice. He's super Like MJF, kind of. Yes. Yeah, um, nice. So, another high spot, like I uh, sort of hinted at, the attention being paid to the tag division right now. So both Motor City Machine Guns and the major players, I don't even know when they got united, but I guess they are. A little while ago. They were both backstage um, wanting to get a shot at Heath and Rhino. Then you also have Bay and Austin that you can add to the mix. I'm sure that... Oh, right. Heath and Rhino are... Right. Which isn't my favorite, but... And then I'm sure you're going to have a tag team emerge from uh, Eric Young's new little group that could be like filler at the bottom of the division.
1: I thought it was just still violent by design, though.
0: And then add to this division my next high spot, which is Aussie Open are back. Yay. So Fletcher cut a promo, sounded pretty good, kind of.
1: I want them in AW more.
0: Almost felt babyfacey because he's like, we admit we lost to Motor City Machine Guns and they were the better team on that day. um, And they're basically an open challenge for next week. And I think that's going to end up being Josh Alexander and Kazarian sort of agree to face them, even though neither of them need a partner, blah, 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 blah. I think that's what we're going to get. So that match should be pretty good. Uh, I was going to say Alexander and Ethan Page. I
1: was like, what?
0: (laughs) Rest hold, Tommy Dreamer and Bully Ray in multiple segments again this week. And I don't care if Bully attacked Ace Austin or not. I don't care that Bully and Dreamer... They're just taking away time from anyone else on this roster, and I don't want it. A match and multiple segments for these guys in 2022 to me is unacceptable, and I'm going to keep saying it every week that it happens. Okay. And not only that, but not long ago, Tommy Dreamer was like disgraced or whatever, right, for being for basically supporting Ric Flair oh, in his right. nonsense. So again, I forgot about that. Not super thrilled that we're just going to forget about that and put him back on TV. But anyways, um, two more things. High spot, Shelly. Alex Shelley, Matt Cardona had a really good quality TV match um, with the heel Cardona really leaning into being the bigger physically dominant competitor, competitor. Cause in WWE, he didn't seem that
1: big, right? But oh no, I would, I would never, like, i I've seen, he looks bigger now. I never would have thought of him like that. Anywhere else. He is a big, big dude. Yeah. So he leaned into Kinda that. Kind of like a Billy Gunn kind of thing. Like again, never right. would have thought like he's Right,
0: huge guys. And Shelley leans into the role of the resilient baby face. So the machine gun stopped Myers from cheating twice. And that leads to near falls for Cardona um cheap shots the ref is trying to gain control the third time's the charm belt shot from myers earns cardona the win and it looks to set i guess the major players up to be the next tag team title challengers i think is where they're I going think with i think i saw that
1: it's at overdrive or whatever it is yeah
0: so this was just two really experienced veterans putting on a good match in the middle of a two hour wrestling show and i i appreciate it and then finally both a high spot and a rest hold if i can sit on the fence honor no more is officially dead but Eddie Edwards still got more mic time to talk about it so that's the downside for me so Gia talked to him and he says Vincent's in the hospital OGK have been fired that was part of their write off in the show they're they're out of impact already obviously and Kenny King is focused on the X division so uh, he's then asked about what's going on with his wife he refuses to answer anything about that calls PCO a bitch Wait, one more Alessa? time yes what's why was well cuz she for... put the ultimatum right either we're done or you're done with honor no more so then oh. the follow up is like since Honor No More is done, what's going on with you and Alicia? And he's like, I don't want to talk about it. But PCO's a bitch, so they can go off into a meaningless feud that I don't care about. <laughs> but all in all, Impact wasn't bad. Like, there was some pretty decent in-ring stuff. The main event was the, the women's six tag, and it was, it was fine, but nothing that I wanted to mention. So that's it for me. You said you had one more? hmm Talk about it.
1: Um, the only wrestle I have was uh, Brawling Birds versus Sako and Zayn. Um, Ridge ran by Sakowin. he he's like, so he, he ran by, um, Sakowin when, so he went, like, that, and hit him, and then, like, like, that was, like, a shoulder tackle thing, I'm like, that was lame, and also Butch <laughs> won with a distraction roll-up, uh, Butch is still Butch, and now Brawling Braids Usos again in Saudi, which sucks. That is and, a rest hole, like, Butch I, is I, Butch. I promised something, with Pete Dunne, and, like, people are, like, Butch and Pete Dunne are the same now, and they I'm are like, not. I'm like, did you watch Pete Dunne? Right. Like, this is not Pete Dunne.
0: No, and I'm not watching a ton of it, but anything I do see when I check highlights or talk to you, it does not seem that he is Pete Dunn. But anyways. That's all I got. All right, that's going to lead us into our final segment where Jack is going to update us from the world of wrestling action figures, I assume, including his purchases that he made a couple couple days ago. So we'll move into that now. We call that Figuring It Out with Jack. (laughs) All right. So before you get into telling us about all the stuff you picked up this week, it was funny because I was nervous when we got to that store because you, I expected you to have a bunch of stuff right away and you were sort of, I expect you to be like stacking boxes. So I was like, oh my God, did we drive an hour and a half to his favorite place and they don't have anything he wants? But rest assured, I I literally got 10, rest assured you found stuff. So, um, I don't know how you want to do this. Is there anything, any releases you wanted to talk about, or is it just what you picked up?
1: I haven't noticed anything releases. All right,
0: so let's talk about where did we go first? Was that to Bounty Hunter? Yeah, Bounty Hunter. So, what did you end up with at Um, Bounty Hunter? So,
1: from there, I got, they had, uh, okay, let me think. So, I got, did you take a picture of all of them? Yeah, but, oh yeah, right. I got WrestleMania 38 Elite Shawn Michaels and didn't have the Build a Figure parts. So it was right. like cheaper, which I didn't mind because I'd honestly, I, the only figure in that set I really had much interest in was the Shawn Michaels. And that's the, the figure that had the cool shirt thing, yeah. right? And that's, so that's cool because I don't really need the build-a-figure parts. Right. It's not like and you thing. save money. Right. Beautiful. Um, and then I got a loose AJ Styles Elite, which was, I think, the Network Spotlight Elite from, like, years and years ago. From Very good condition. Yeah. Right, Very and good, good price. Condition. I got top picks 2019 AJ Styles, which is like the neon green stripes. Right. Um, so that's not bad. I got Elite 82 Balor, which is NXT Balor um from like a couple of years ago so that's cool about cool. best ever heel baller. yeah yeah peak balor yeah i agree uh ultimate edition edge edge i think yes. I think series eight it was so that, that's cool with the weird hair flowing in with the breeze the weird yeah the weird screaming head yeah um i also got oh i got elite 74 andrade with the mask yeah head. it looked cool the yellow gear always support Andro- andrade mm-hmm. uh, elite 82 john morrison as well right um i think that's it and then i also got that und- your
0: mother kept calling uncle john and they're right. like why do you call him that and then we had to explain that any wrestler yeah. we've met for a second is now related to us mm-hmm. i keep Start and then i
1: got an undisputed title too It was like a jack specific version so i had a weird strap on it so then oh I, right i put the plates on a a spinner belt strap like a mattel one so just to kind of modify it so that looks kind of cool I got, yeah because like, this store has an like title
0: it's in the old trays from a Matchbox car, because I had those, and they just have them full of figure belts. Because the you can Mattel
1: version was like 40-something bucks, which was surprising. And he was like, whenever like a new figure comes out with that belt, then it's cheaper, which a figure just came out. Oh, I also got Elite Top X Drew McIntyre, right? Right. With the interchangeable head. So was that everything from Bounty Hunter? Yeah, and then I got the belt too, which I modified to look better. And, and... then uh, Walmart had some figures, so I got Elite 90, Uso in the all-white, and then randall keith and all white with the night goggles right
0: oh yes the night vision goggles very important mm-hmm. and is that all of them that's everything yeah and
1: then i guess on monday when we went to get the octagon from the pawn shop then we went to toys R Us at upper canada yes And i got um unrivaled series eight i got best friends and a uh, new jonathan moxley nice because
0: so you've been working a ton of hours so you got to spend a little bit of your money maybe not as much as you would like and i think your mom and i helped you out with some of it as well yeah right? mom
1: got the morrison and andrade because we're nice people
0: support your hobbies to a fault, probably. But anyways, uh, that's everything then? Tis. Wow, that's uh, a relatively short episode for us. We're just coming in at over an hour and a half. So mm-hmm. I like that. But uh, thank you for joining us for episode 119. Again, if you have any interest in listening to me, just me talking about Halloween Havoc, I did put that out. I think yes. it was yesterday. It is there. So we appreciate so any told. any time you take to spend listening to us talk about wrestling. We'll be back for episode 120. I don't think there's anything exciting happening before that, right?
1: Uh, but at the Crown Jewel,
0: I think. Well, yeah, we don't watch that, but that's true. Anyways, we we could, but I uh, know I try not to support them. But anyways, yeah. So we'll definitely be back next Saturday for you don't episode watch them all? and one. Well, no, I do not. Oh. Join us again next week for yep. episode 120. And until then, everybody, take care.